This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. everybody. I'm so excited. This is your co-host of 19 Cats and Counting, Linda Hall. I am so excited for you to meet Liz Mealy. She is the daughter of two veterinarians and a stand-up comedian who has gone viral. And she has written a book called Why Cats Are A-Holes. And this is something Rita and I often discuss behind the scenes, why our cats are a-holes. And is my mother watching? She'll wash my mouth. That was soap. And uh, so we're going to get into this with Liz right after this break from our sponsor. Pets are part of the family. Make sure you can always afford the quality health care they need with Easy Pet Check, a nationwide pet insurance alternative. With Easy Pet Check, you'll save up to 75% on all your pet's health care at any licensed veterinarian in the U.S., Easy Pet Check accepts all dogs and cats, regardless of pre-existing conditions. Visit EasyPetCheck.com. That's the letters EZPetCheck.com. Taking care of your pet can be easy with Easy Pet Check. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Hello, hello. Welcome back to 19 Cats and Counting. I am your co-host, Linda Hall and Rita Reimers. Do we I'm have you there? Here. I'm I like to here. my R's with and, your name. And, and since our last show, I've gone 20, 19, 19 20. 20. Yeah. Dexter. So we're back to 20. We had a little... He looks black, but he's really dark, dark chocolate brown. He might be show up on my deck. Actually, while we were doing a behavior call, remember? I saw the tail and I went... I have to go see who's on my deck. And both she and, and the client yeah. said, back to 20. I see number 20. After that, you said, Linda, whatever, then, do not let me take in a 20th cat. I know, but he didn't come. Then I didn't see him for a week. And a week after, it was exactly a week after Sonny had, had died. And he was all curled up. And he just let me pick him up and bring him in. He's so sweet. It's going to be He's neutered nice Wednesday. And, you know, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll scan him for a chip to make sure he doesn't belong to anybody. But I don't think he does. Yep. So, oh. so yeah, he is not an a-hole cat, but I have an a-hole cat <laughs> named Boo Boo. So I'm really looking forward to meeting Liz. Why yes. don't you go ahead and introduce Liz for us? Liz Mealy. Hello. Hi. I Hi. love, I love hearing about, I just love the idea that you neuter this cat and then you find the chip and you're like, Oh, sorry. Like you return it with less cat. Right. <laughs> yes. He was out there wandering something. around my land. I don't want to make a baby. So, you know, sorry, but could you imagine um, you do that with a kid? You're like, I found a kid. I took, you know, I took some things <laughs> away, but here's your kid back. Like you know, got his appendix like, out and his tonsils, you know, I was just trying yeah. to avoid future trouble. That's so and funny. Was, he was crying a lot, so I put him in therapy. You're welcome. <laughs> right, um, right, right. That right. is kind of what I'm doing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, my my son-in-law took in one of those cats that's in really bad shape, got him all fixed up, got him. I think it was a girl. I think I got her spayed. And yeah, then the people come, they saw her in the in the window and they're like, that's my cat. And he's like, really? Would you like to pay the vet bill? You know, they didn't come back. They yeah, I bet. Back. Well, that cat was also sick. Yeah. Also, when they're in such bad shape, you're like, what kind of owner are you? Like, that's exactly. always my favorite where you're like, 
um, I don't think it wants to live with you. <laughs> it left. Yes, exactly. I'm so, sorry. So your cat, though, in- inspired you to write this book. How did this book come along? Why cats are a-holes? So it's funny. I've always been a cat lady at heart, honestly. And it's funny because like I talk about my cat and I take so many pictures of my cat that people assume I probably (laughs) have 19 cats, but I'm just taking too many pictures of my cat. And so, and I have the heart of a, of a cat lady. My, both my parents are veterinarians. My mom's a cat specialist. I grew up next to a cat clinic. Like it's just, you know, it's just who I am. I've always written too many jokes about my cat and this, like this, love hate relationship I have with her. Like I can't live without her. I can't live without any cat or any kind of we're animal people. You know how it is. Like you don't feel whole unless somebody's ignoring you. So I had this joke from my first album on YouTube that was like, you know, nobody ever gives you a cat, like something bad has to happen to you and they kind of fall into your life. Um, So I always say everybody's one bad breakup away from owning a cat. And that really (laughs) just applies to people Cause we were cat people, but there's people that are like, I would never, but then I started noticing when I wrote this joke, maybe like seven years ago, that it was a lot of like guy comedians that would go through a bad breakup and they would just have a cat. And they're like, this is my cat pop tart. This is my cat flea market. Like, you know what I mean? And it was like these kind of rough guys. And I was like, Oh, they're hurting. Like, you know what I mean? They're hurting. They're broke. And they're like, that cat's free and I need love. Right. So, um, and that's what kind of inspired it. And then my editor, whose name is Jason Katzman, that's his actual name. That's, <laughs> I love we need it. that name. We need cha- I'll change our names to Katzman. <laughs> exactly. We're all, we're all doing it wrong. Um, my full name is going to be Liz Jason Katzman Mealy. I hope he's honored. <laughs> that works. That works. <laughs> so he had seen the bit. He has two cats with his wife. He was kind of like he wanted something out about cats that showed that like, you know, they're not who we wish they would be sometimes, but right. we still love them despite their oh, flaws. Yes. yes. And he saw that bit, approached me. I told him exactly what I was thinking about for writing it. I felt like like when my manager sent me the email, I was like, yeah, I've been waiting for this email for like <laughs> 10 years. I was like, I went to school for writing. I have so many cat jokes that don't have a place to go. And it, it just kind of, the book just, you know, it, I didn't write it as much as it just flowed out of me. Right. With I love cat it. Dinner. Well, it's okay. <laughs> it's something you're living. That's why, too. You're living it. Grew up with it. Yeah, I've always been obsessed. So it was like really actually fun. Like the first part of the book is like the history of cats. Like how did they get domesticated? Why do Egyptians and, you know, Japanese cultures revere them and honor them? You know, why are there so many superstitions about black cats? And it's all stuff that I kind of knew about because I was obsessed with Egypt when I was like a little girl and my mom bought me all these books. I've always loved history and I've always loved like animals and how they kind of come about. I'm in New York. I love bodega cats. I love that every single bodega has a cat. And sometimes like the owners are very loving and sometimes it's like a roommate situation where they're like ah that's french fries he's annoying like yeah but they're there because they're like working cats and i've always been really resentful of like cats are useless and i'm like yeah they're not seeing eye dogs but they are like rodent repellents and sure and and then to learn like I knew that why they were in bodegas, but I had no idea that they were on ships way back. And they, they were like real important pest control when mm-hmm, people would yes. be on ships for, you know, for months at a time. But learning about the history of them, like I was just like really proud of myself. I was like, I knew I, I like cared about them and, and thought they were like awesome cats. And then to like get ready for research and writing this, I was just like, it feels good to be right. Sure. Yes. I, know. I love yes. things that validate. It's awesome. Well, my cats aren't doing their job because I found two bats in my house in the last week. So 
they've they've got them out of the air at least for me. I was gonna say, um, they're yeah. the reason they were on the ground. Don't say they weren't doing their job. I they know, I they know, at I least know. brought That's them true. swooping on you. Yeah, thank yeah. you. I think they're actually really smart. They're like, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna get them out, but I'm not gonna eat them because we're in a pandemic and we know yeah, what happens. Right. I'm waiting right. for the results right. of the tests right now to find out if it was rabid. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And then now I have a Batman thanks to them. So I have a Batman. Batman. Sorry. Yeah. You yeah. know, I can't control that. It's like, <laughs> but, yeah, you know, it's like, I do. True. I have song Tourette's. Anytime somebody says something related to a song, I'm just like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm so excited. It's just, it's bad. It's a real problem. Oh, Linda's almost so, then there's me. a chapter of your book that I was just saying, yeah, me. you live with 11 not cats. by choice. I know not by choice. Yeah, I had <laughs> seven and my daughter had to come move back home with her four. And that made 11 <laughs> and a dog a little and a was dog. a little hairy for a minute. Oh, yeah. And the dog. Yeah, I always overlooked. So, that what were you saying? Dog. You were noticing one of the chapters. Well, that's good. There's always somebody to blame that isn't you. Right. Well, yeah. And, you know, you hear those noises. I don't know how people live. You know, you hear those noises at night and you go, it's the cats. If I didn't have cats, I'd be like, burglar, there's (laughs) someone broke in. But then there wouldn't be any noise at night, Linda. Yes, there is. This house creeps and all kinds. It's over 100 years old. This house makes noise. God bless the cat. I think of like, what is a burglar going to take that my cat hasn't broken already? Like, oh, yeah. (laughs) You know, good point. There's nothing valuable anymore. Good point. Yes. Yes. So what, there was a chapter, something about cat ladies. What is it? Cat ladies are real or crazy cat ladies are real. Yeah. Yeah. So I think people throw like I am a cat lady, even though I only have one cat. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with the term cat lady. Now, crazy cat lady is when people stop taking care of their cats. They you know what I mean? They stop cleaning up after them. It's I mean, if we're being honest, it's a form of mental illness. It's like true. it truly is. It's, it's, it's a form of hoarding. It's my mom has seen so many sad cases. They're not actually taking care of the cats, you know, letting them reproduce. Yeah. Yeah. And it it becomes this actually really sad state. And so it's funny how, you know, as a female comic, you get a lot of people say horrible things about you on YouTube and stuff. It doesn't bother me because I have so many cat jokes because I talk about being single at different parts of my life. They kind of try to use it as a way of dismissing me. And I'm like, how are you dismissing me? Because I like cats and I take care of them. I know. Crazy cat lady is somebody that is not taking care of their animals, but I'm a sane person with a career and a a healthy cat. Like, it's just so funny how things get through society uh, misrepresented and then they try to use it as a way of hurting you. Like, and it's just like, so that's really what it is. It's like, yes, crazy cat lady is a thing and cat ladies are a thing, but they are very different. Two different things. Yes. Yeah. And they've tried to make women that own cats are either single or independent. This like, bad thing. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, is it really bad that I'm a caretaker that has made a decision the same way if you adopt a kid or if you do have a husband or boyfriend or whatever, you know, any partner in your life, you've made a decision to be a caretaker and to have a mutual relationship. Why is it different with any animal? Like, I just, I just think it's silly. I don't know why it's different. And the thing too, is you're smart enough to know you sound like you have a busy active lifestyle and a dog probably wouldn't fit in with that. Whereas a cat, they're not like aloof and totally independent like people think, but they can, you know, they can hang on their own and use their litter box and all of that and do all that if you have to work long hours or if you're away where a dog, you'd have a mess on your floor and everything would be chewed up. 
and yeah yeah and and that's the thing i'm an animal person i love dogs oh, i was I do just uh, i was yeah yeah and i always find that so funny that people try to to be like what's wrong with dogs nothing, <laughs> nothing. and like like you said rita it just doesn't match my lifestyle at all yeah. i up until this year i was touring I was probably on a plane every three days. Oh, wow. So I was legit at my apartment. So sh my cat was actually living with my mom for a long time because sure. my tour schedule got so crazy. Sure. And it was actually nice to be home and spend a year with my cat because that wasn't what we were doing. And she's older now, so she's a little harder to leave. But when she was younger, I would be gone three days. And as long as her litter box, she's getting fed by my roommate. She's fine. Now she's an old lady. How old is she? She'll be 16 next month. 16. Ooh, I have two 14 yeah. year olds and her name is Pasta. Yeah, I, I she's love sleeping it. right now. Otherwise, she'd be crying through this entire podcast. How did you come up with Pasta? I love how people come up with names. It fascinates me. I'm 100% Italian, but I don't have a gluten intolerance, but me and gluten aren't the best of friends. I so gotcha. I can have it like it's not like celiac, but I definitely know that there's something. So I basically was a pasta lover that couldn't really have it. And I was like, I'll just find another way to enjoy. <laughs> yeah, I like pasta it. Kitty. I like it. Uh, I always like hearing the reasoning behind these names. We had, yeah. we ran a pet sitting business for a long time. And years. my favorite, this guy called and, you know, what's your cat's name? And it kept sounding like he was saying beanie. And I'm like, beanie? No, B and E, breaking and entering. The cat just came in the house and wouldn't leave. <laughs> So they gave I up and adopted it. it. Yep. <laughs> I um, was just like, yes, I love you, dude. <laughs> that's, that's what I love about cat people. They have the most creative names. And so I did a YouTube live where I read a chapter from my book and then we had a cat naming contest. Right. And I have a my, in my cat naming chapter, I, I describe like fur patterns and I'm like, tell me your best name. So people were so good. I had one that was like, okay, it's an orange cat. And the, the white fur on the chest looks like it's a, a tie. And so we had people that were like Conan, the guy that won his was the regional manager. Come on. And then you would call him the Reg. Like that's just <laughs> a great oh, I love name. Reg, like Reg is spelled then. Yeah, Reg. And then the Meow Parlor, which is a cat cafe in New York City. I follow them on Instagram. They had a cat maybe like a year ago and its name was Unlimited Breadsticks. And I was like, you guys win. <laughs> that's the best I've ever heard. I just, is, I love it. That's a good one. This cat is mine. I, yeah. I think the favorite one of pet sitting that I liked, we had a client with a cat named Johnny Sunshine. Yes. I thought yes. that was cute. I always felt yeah. like I wanted to visit that cat. Like he was going to be really happy and chill and, you know, mm -hmm. like does do the names. And have you not found that if you name your cat something, even when it's young, before the personality comes out, the personality tends to match it on its own? I've always said, like, when somebody is like, cats are mean, I'm just like, that, it's really, like, I joke with my mom, my mom, my mom got a quarantine cat, so she got a cat, and she just retired um, in November, but she, she has my sister's cats living with her, sometimes pasta stays with her, and then she got her own cat, because her other one died a year ago, so she gets this kitten, and it's kind of a jerk. It's like aloof. It doesn't like to cuddle. And she really likes my cat because my cat's really cuddly. Yeah. And so whenever I'm just like, I'm just like, oh, how's Alita doing? And she's like, she's, and she'll call her the B word. And I'll be mm -hmm. like, you know, they usually reflect their owners. <laughs> just get out there. Just, you know, you're not always the friendliest. But Oops. 
in in a general sense though like i i'm a really cuddly person and i'm a, like a very happy person and pasta i mean she was a farm cat i got her from my friend and she really was not the cat i wanted when i first got her she was really like distant and she, she's still kind of you know hissy and whatever uh-huh. and it took years of just being like i'm going to love the crap out of you Aww. and i kind of feel the same way when like if you give up on them the same way you might give up on somebody that's not always the friendliest it's like it's true yeah. you know she she had a hard farm life and I had to show her there was love. <laughs> yes, but exactly. You're so right, though, about them reflecting your personality, because a lot of my cats who, who've now passed away because I had them so long. The ones I got when I was younger, like right after my divorce and I was dating a bunch of jerks and I was always stressed. They were a lot more high strung than the cats that I've adopted now that I'm in the phase of my life where I don't give uh, you know what? What people think yeah. of me? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep, yep. And some just are, you know. And I, I love that your book because Reed and I are behaviorists, and so you know we're always trying to get through to people. And you're doing that with comedy in a yeah, way that's going to make people laugh, and it's going to be enjoyable. It's not an, it's not a handbook or a textbook or you know something that's yeah. going to make you snooze. It's funny, and we all. Have, I don't know how many times Reed and I will complain to each other about something a cat has done, and been like, "Let's make a podcast now. Let's tell them the truth. This cat's a jerk," you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although we. Do use the a-hole word. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. I've met some real jerk cats. Like, yeah, but the same way you've met some jerk humans. Why is a whole species about one bad experience you've had? I know. And then I always say, you always are going to love your cat. So like if you're a person that never actually had a cat and you you don't get to see because every person, every animal has their good and bad days. So it's like, yes. yeah, we've had I've had days where I'm like, do not talk to me like, yeah, like a crazy person. I know. I've told mm-hmm. her I was like, I am mad. I'm so mad at you. Um, and then, you know, like anything, you're just like, all right. You know, like the fact that like I yell at her and then she crawls into my lap. I'm like, I've done that yes. to my ex-boyfriend before. <laughs> where I'm just like, I hate you. And then I'm like, I'm sorry. I was mean. That was <laughs> nice. well, That's like my boo-boo. <laughs> and, and boo-boo, he was named. I'm not sure how the name came up, but he true to form likes to lay on my boobs. Okay. So boo-boo's perfect. And the other reason it's perfect is he is such a brat cat. I've written about him being a brat. If I'm, especially when I'm talking to Linda and I've got her on speakerphone, he hears her voice. He comes running from wherever he is, tries to get the phone out of my hand. And if I don't pay attention to him, he'll go over to the wall, lift up his tail and stare at me. Like, if you don't come see me, I'm going to spray on the wall. And he does. If I don't notice it fast enough, he sprays on the wall. It's like, although we're in mid conversation, I'll hear, no, no, boo boo, stop it. No, you know, no, I I got it. She's like, I'm sorry. No, I got you. It was boo boo, right? No, my favorite thing is when he launches off of furniture and lands on your boobs. You know, that doesn't tickle. I (laughs) used to have a cat tree right next to my bed. I don't have it anymore. Because he yeah. would jump from the high right on my chest. You know, that hurts, darn oh it. Oh, my God. Just dive bombing into anybody. Yes. I was doing a podcast. I have a, a weekly podcast with a friend of mine. And we're recording. And you hear the retching. Like, I hear it. And normally, like, I have hardwood floors. So she wants to vomit on my bed. But usually, yes. I'm somewhere around. Especially in the middle of the night. I'm like, no, just vomit on the floor. We'll deal with this later. I do that, too. <laughs> I'm like, we'll deal with it later. 
Yeah. So I'm yep. doing this podcast. Yep. And my bed's too far away, and you just like I'm so I'm I can't wait to see it because I don't say anything. I just I look over, I see she's about to vomit on my bed, and I'm just like, that's really interesting. Like I'm just like so <laughs> mad because there's no way, there's no way I could fix this. And of course, mm-hmm. I was like, now nah, I have to go do my sheets mm-hmm. and. Boo Boo sprayed on the couch during a cat behavior session. Remember? Oh yeah, and you were like, there was nothing I could do. I was powerless, <laughs> <laughs> and he knew it. And he knew I, it. I have this orange cat who likes to show his dominance. <laughs> What's a nice way to say by humping his siblings? Is, yeah. there, is there a nice way to say that? He's um, that yeah, he's nice neutered. Way. It's not a sexual thing. It's a dominance thing. And so he'll <laughs> bite the back. And poor Subra, she's always the victim. He'll bite the back of her neck and mount her. And she's going, ah! and so we're shooting a podcast and I hear her cry. And I look, yeah, right on the bed, in the shot, on the podcast, humping his sister. So I'm like, excuse me. It's like, (laughs) I know. (laughs) Trying to nonchalantly. We have have to take a break right here. And we'll be back in just a few minutes. Molly, here's your dinner. (laughs) Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your Cat Tree Tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. And we're back on 19 Cats Accounting with this awesome comedian, Liz, telling us all about why cats are a-holes, about her awesome cat pasta. And one of the chapters I'm really interested in is the bucket list. Tell me about the bucket list for cat lovers. So I've toured all over the world for comedy and it. I started posting like... First of all, I used to be like my Instagram, like the only thing to be jealous of in my life is my Instagram account because I was traveling all over the world by myself. And like, I would often be in these places for like a day or two and I would just roam and I wouldn't really be able to do a lot of touristy things because they were too far from my gigs. Sure. And I would just kind of roam around and take pictures. And I love stray cats. So like I was doing this military tour where I was in Egypt and Turkey and um, Jordan. And then I was in Italy and like I went to Cuba. And so anywhere that those stray cats and I'm I'm like a National Geographic photographer when I see a cat. Oh, I get on the ground. I'm low. I'm looking for <laughs> angles. I'm like chewing them like. You know, I'm I'm really into it. So I started posting these pictures every Saturday for Catterday, and it would be a cat from Italy and a cat from Turkey. And I would just get really into it. And I continue to do it now Love because it. I haven't gone anywhere. It's just like bodega cats and neighborhood cats. Right. But right. but I um I really just started to realize because like I was in Japan, there's cats. First of all, there's cat paraphernalia everywhere. Everything's advertised with cats. It just made me feel like the whole country was a cat cafe. 
but I was there with um, my boyfriend at the time and his family and it, I was kind of invited and it wasn't really my vacation. So I couldn't have been like, we should go here. Aww. But after I left, I was like, there's like cat islands and there's like certain sections of Japan that might not be like the regular typical like Kyoto or, uh -huh. you know, uh, Tokyo, but like off the beaten path places that are just literally catered to like cat ladies. And then I started to notice there's other places. Um, and of course I've been to a, almost every single cat cafe you can think of. Like when I'm, <laughs> I, was, I did a, a festival in Edinburgh for a month and within two days I was inside their cat cafe. I was exhausted oh, I already doing it. my show. So I, I, I've been to a bunch of cat cafes, but what I really love is just, like I said, I would be in Thailand and I would stop in my tracks and start taking picture of a cat picture. And then I'd talk to a vendor and it was just a very authentic way to kind of get to know where I am and also the people around me. And I don't know, even when there's a language barrier, I, I was in Thailand. I had a couple of hours until my um, flight and somebody said there was this like really pretty park. So I walked to it. It was like a 30 minute walk and I turn around and there's 16 cats like just out there. And it, the way it was like the, this woman's window was really low. And it wasn't until I was like in the grass taking these pictures that I realized I'm like kind of in someone's backyard. And uh -huh. the woman looks up and she's like, oh yeah. And then you see there's like 16 bowls. And she shakes the bowls Love and they that. all scurry in and she feeds them. Oh. And like, again, language barrier. But I was like in love with this woman. I was like, can I take pictures? She's like, absolutely. I was like just on cloud nine. I love her. The bucket list was me researching all these places that when things do open up again, I want to make a point that like, okay, if I'm going to go to Japan again, I would have some extra days to do some like Liz cat tourism, uh -huh. some stuff yes. that like might not be what you know a typical person might go to but like people like us like that would just be like a fun day so it's it's a very specific bucket list i think to like people that i think it's great are kind of like cat cat ladies like us like i went to maui way back it's 2006 and i discovered there was this area where there was like like you said lots of feral cats and people were just coming and feeding them you know it was like a tourist attraction i didn't even know it was there so writing things like this so that people, other people who love cats yeah. know that they exist. That's awesome. Yeah. And it's to me, it's like a, a, a fun layer to a lot of places that I've gone to. So like I was in the Philippines and the booker was kind of taking me around. He took me out to lunch. He was showing me stuff. I really like street art. So he was showing me some places that had street art. And then he saw me again, get down. Like this is a man that I've only emailed. And now I'm just like this tourist girl. And so I'm taking these pictures. He's like, come with me. And we walk like 10 minutes and there's cats everywhere. Oh, and he goes it. every single day at noon and 6 p.m. The cats are here because they get fed by this um, this charity organization. Uh -huh. So I'm like having a great time. He's taking pictures of me. I look like ridiculous as this like white <laughs> girls on the ground, just like I taking pictures. It. <laughs> but it made me realize like I... I've been accidentally taking in knowledge. And like when I posted the pictures, that charity organization was like, thank you so much for posting about this. And then where was I? When I was in Turkey, I found out like really all the cats are kind of like clipped on the ear, all the dogs. It was crazy. There was this really long park in Izmir, Turkey. And it looked like all these people brought their dog on a picnic. But then you'd see people get up and leave. And I'm like, you forgot your dog. And then you realize all these animals are stray, but they take yeah. really good care of them. They have yeah, all these I've like, kind of, yeah, like these weird vending machines. So you could feed the cats and dogs if you wanted to. Cats love to sleep on the tires there. So everybody makes sure they check their tires. Before, yes. Like under, it was just like, I was like, okay, like I get that some societies might not like having stray cats everywhere, but I feel like Turkey did a really good job yes. of like, clearly they bring them in, they neuter, they spay them, they let them be. And like the society as a whole 
has has made a, a way for them to be taken care of and and fed and supported and it's also it makes me love being there is like i get to meet all these like cats and dogs i know yes. i never never wanted to go to turkey until i heard how they take care of their ferals i'm like now i want to yeah. go there i wish yeah. Uh, yeah. the united states could take a lesson from that you know there's a lot of people that do tnr but there's a, too many people that let their cats just Needs to be run more organized and yeah and don't get it them spayed and neutered and I think that's what it is. I think certain countries get on the same page. And so it's like the opposite to that. And I kind of talk about it a little bit in the book is Australia is actually like killing cats. Like they I basically, are, they're, kill they're killing too many birds. So we're just right. going to, and you're just like, there's got to be a better way of handling them. Agreed. Also, can't we learn from history? You get rid of the cats, then the rodents take over, you know, like it's all cyclical. So don't just start. It was like New Zealand and Australia that yeah. were, that was their solution. I was like, that's not the solution. I was oh, telling you about that a couple of weeks ago, Lynn. And, uh, yeah, right. yeah, we were yeah. just talking about that. And Egypt, Egypt is on my bucket list. I am, I crave Egypt. Like, oh, you have a so, friend from yeah. Egypt. Well, yes, okay. I have a very good friend that she um, grew up in Alexandria, and her husband, who's now deceased, rest in peace, Mo. He was uh, lived in Cairo. Cairo. Yes. That's how you pronounce it. I always Cairo, Cairo. Yeah. Cairo. And uh, yeah. And I, I learned a little Egyptian Arabic. Like I can say, excuse me and thank you. And I'm here. And you know, I got a few <laughs> can things. Can you say cat? Can you say cat? I can't. Oh my gosh. I got to <gasps> call Maha. Oh. I got to go guys. I got to call Maha. I got to say cat. There's so much research to do. I know, right? <laughs> Sorry. I got to go. <laughs> Well, it's slipping because of COVID. I haven't gotten to converse with her like I used to. Yeah. I got so dorky when I was there because I had, this was about five years ago, but um, my best friend's Egyptian. That's who I do the podcast with. So she was kind of telling me, and, uh, her family grew up in Cairo and she was telling me, she's like, oh, the cats are a little bigger there and they roam around. And then of course I read all these books when I was a kid. And so we were out to dinner outside and I look and there's a stray cat and I was like, Egyptian cat. They're like, yeah, they're all Egyptian. I was like, no, but it's an Egyptian. Like I got like so dorky to the point where like, and it was on a military base. So everybody's like, this lady's crazy. But it was to me, I was like, they're like the first domesticated cat guys. Yes. And they're like, yeah, OK. And they're a little bigger. And yeah, we are in Egypt where this all. Yeah, that's huge. Oh, I loved it. Oh, it's the historical so, tour for cat so people. Your podcast you just mentioned. What's the name of your podcast? And tell us a little bit about that. It's called Two Non-Doctors. So it's with my friend Maria Shahada, who is a comedian. She's actually American, but she's based in London. Um, and she's uh, and she's 100% uh, uh, Egyptian. I'm 100% Italian. And for some reason, we just, we, we're know-it-alls. Like, we just, <laughs> and my parents, her parents, like, like, her dad's an accountant. My parents are vets. And somehow we've both decided we're doctors. Like, we both have just, like, so she'll show me a rash, and I'll be like, this is what you got to do. And she's like, why? And I was like. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but we're researchers, we're Googlers, like we're this kind of like, don't and I don't know if it's do because we're both, yeah, like we're women that have traveled the world and we figured it out. And I think with our bodies, we've kind of done the same thing. So um, she was actually opening for me on a European tour when COVID happened and I had to cancel my tour and go home. And I'm like literally boarding a flight and I was like, we should start a podcast. <laughs> like I was like, we need to do something. Not thinking it was going to be clearly for over a year. Yeah. But we bring my mom on who is a cat specialist and a, a real doctor just to like, because it'll be so funny that we'll start talking about something. And we're very honest that we're morons. We don't know what we're talking about. Everything <laughs> is Google. Like it's it's clearly a comedy podcast where our topics are like health and wellness and beauty sure. and, and stuff like that. At the end of every episode, we're just like, we're dumb. Correct us if we're wrong. And we're always wrong. But my mom is the one that comes on and we'll be like, 
So what does that mean? She goes, okay, the way your blood vessels work. And I'm like, thank God for legitimizing our podcast. So my mom's <laughs> on once a month. She's so funny, so much smarter than us. And like, it's been actually, she's really cute because, um, I don't like, she's like, oh, it just feels like I'm sitting at a table talking to you guys. And I was like, oh yeah, when you don't know anything, you're just talking. Like I could see how, like, if we were smart, this might be kind of boring medical stuff, but <laughs> right. it's just a bunch, just a bunch of women being like, do you think I should see a doctor? I think you should see a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> then, right. And then your mom comes in though, and she's got some real knowledge to share. So yeah. that makes it interesting. You have the comedy edge and then you've got, you're sharing some real information with people, which is great. Yeah, yeah. And she's so funny. Cause I'll be like, what do you think of this? She's like, well, on a cat. And I was like, mom, I'm not a cat. I've been trying to tell you this since <laughs> I was a kid. I'm not a cat <laughs> because every, cause she is like my primary doctor. Like I'll go to her and I'll be like, Hey, I have this weird rash. She's like, I'll send you some ointment and it'll say for cats and dogs only. And I was like, is this okay? She's like, it's the same stuff. It doesn't matter. Well, if you start meowing, you'll know. <laughs> yeah. I've always been insecure that I don't have like typical name brand medicine. I have this like veterinarian <laughs> medicine. medicine. I mean, it's free, but I am like wondering, right. I am, I'm Italian. I'm a very hairy person, but I'm wondering if some of it's the medicine. <laughs> <laughs> it's made for cats. That's new, actually not a bad point. <laughs> here's a new episode for, for your podcast. What's in Liz's medicine cabinet? Yes. Oh my God, for real. <laughs> That's good. Yes. Let's call this out. Oh, what was this for? It says made for horses. Well, yeah. <laughs> hey. You open it up, it's all ketamine. You're like, oh, I think she might have a drug problem. <laughs> I got a cat spade about a year after my hysterectomy. When I got the bill, I said, why didn't I just come here? Could you have done it? Because this is yes. thousands of dollars cheaper. <laughs> it's, yeah, ovaries, uterus, same deal. Yeah, no, my uh, my friend Alonzo Bowden, really funny comedian about, I want to say 10 years ago, he got in a motorcycle accident and broke his arm. And there was something where he couldn't get to the doctor right away. And he had a friend that was a vet. And he basically was like, how bad is it? And this guy did all this help for him. And it was like this. It was like cheaper, like all this stuff. And he goes, screw this. Next time I have to go somewhere, I'm going to a vet. And he had right? this whole big joke about how much better vet care is than human care. <laughs> and it yes. went viral. And my friend, who's an equine vet, was in vet school. And she goes, do you know who this guy is? I was like, oh, I opened for him. He's the best. I showed it to my mom. She's like, he's my new favorite comedian. I was like, that's unfair. I don't like that. But like, <laughs> right? that's like loud. Mom. Hello, daughter. Hello. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm always your favorite. But it was it was such a good, valid point. And I think people I think people feel that often that like you can get an appointment the day of nobody's turning you away. They actually make a point like it's not just because they can't ask, you know, what hurts or what's wrong. They have to actually really pay attention to you and how your body functions. Yeah. I think people feel very rushed in and out of a doctor's appointment in general feel they're not getting real care. And I think intuitively, besides like loving animals, but I think to actually get to know something, you really have to pay attention and, and assess the situation in a way that yes. because we can talk, mm -hmm. I, I don't think doctors are really doing that. I think yeah. that's true. I have a wonderful veterinarian, Dr. Glenn here in Lancaster, South Carolina. I'm just south of Charlotte. And he's, he just, you know, he has the compassion. He never makes you feel like you're rushed, you know, and like you said, he's really got to pay attention to the cat and really, or dog and really investigate what's going on. So I think they take more time, even if he, even if they're busy, he never makes me feel like he's too busy. In fact, my cat bit me while I was yeah, there. Still got that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, she's a new cat. She and her she brother had 15. had enough. Yeah. And, uh, they were in this, their owner died and they were in the shelter here and, course they called me and said they're not doing too great i adopted them i took her for a checkup and she was scared you know 
So she bit me while I was putting her back in the carrier. And right away, you know, the vet took my arm and he put the whatever you put Stopped on and, and doctored her. Uh, yes. Oh, me charge. And yes. I said, are you going to add okay. that to the bill? Oh, no charge. <laughs> <laughs> they, they took that poor cat's temperature up her butt. You stick something up my butt at a doctor's appointment. I'm going to yeah. bite you too. She hated that. Yeah. I'm going to bite you I hard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, then he was doing, you know, the exam where he's, you know, feeling her insides and I'm trying to hold her down. He's like, she's going to bite you. I said, I know, but better me than you. <laughs> oh, my God. My mom's hands are so scary. Yeah. I'm sure your mother's gotten bit 8,000 times. Yeah, right? Bet. She really does have scary hands. Like, I to bet. The point where, like, if somebody, if they didn't know she was a vet, they'd be like, what happened to you? <laughs> and is she's cats only or she just prefers to work on cats? So cats only. Yeah. She cats had an only. all cat clinic from, I think I want to say like 91 oh, until November. Wow. And then, um, but clearly dog, like she actually, a lot of my, my friends would ask for vet care. And if it was a dog or a cat, my mom would always take time to, yes, to look at them. Yeah. And she would get excited. It's so like, she's like, I've always loved cats, but like, I forgot how much I like dogs. So then she would see it like a comedian friend's dog and she'd be like, oh yeah. And then my dad did all small animals, but my dad is allergic to uh, rabbits and guinea pigs. And so oh. he'd always have another vet do those. But if yeah. they were like sick or they weren't like, he would literally be like, let them know I'm not going to be friendly. And he would just like rush in, go handle it. And then he would just kind of be <laughs> go wash his hands. And yeah, <laughs> my parents have six dogs. My mom runs the Humane Society here in Lancaster. So they ended up like, like me in rescue. I end up with the unadoptables they did too so i get my dog fixed when i go to their house i grew up with a dog yeah. too but i've always just had this tendency to gravitate towards cats and i just have this natural understanding i can only thank god for because like i'm taking the courses and certification and i'm like yeah i knew that already yeah, i knew that mm -hmm. or i'll say something that i think everyone knows and linda will go not everybody knows that i'm like they don't okay <laughs> Well, especially yeah. in living in such a, a large um, cat household, because, yeah. you know, you got one cat, it's a jerk or it's nice or it is what it is. You got 11 or 20 cats hanging out. 11 or You're 20. Yeah. All the that. personalities, <laughs> the personalities. Yeah. Yes. Linda's not single with her multi cats. I am. But, you know, yeah, yeah I at that's least just have a little coincidence. Help, yeah. 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 You have yeah. A, a teenage son and now your adult daughter's there and your husband. Yeah, yeah, I don't think your husband signed on for 11 cats. Poor that man. So initially, it's I hate cats, you know, you know, that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. hate cats. <laughs> so my daughter really, or Cassie, really <laughs> wanted to volunteer at, at a rescue and get her cat fixed. And she was under 16 at the time. So I went with her. She's like 24 now. This is a while ago. And we come home, we're talking about this cat, super, 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 super. And finally, he goes, one cat one cat you get one cat and we looked around for flying pigs and you know the end of the world and armageddon and stuff and it didn't happen so we went and got the one cat but then jackie at the shelter said well they do better in pairs so i came home and like jackie says two cats just two cats 11 cats <laughs> 11 cats later I mean, that's how it's going to happen. I feel somewhat fortunate because I, I live in New York. I have two roommates. I travel like I know that my cap is my career and my space. I mean, this isn't humane for a human. How big I like how big my space is, let alone for a cat. <laughs> so that kind of because I can't say how many people are like, look at this cute kitten that needs a home. And I'm like, stop it. You stop it. <laughs> like I'm I like, know. that's you know, I can't do you know, I want that. My yes. mom, my mom knows I love injured cats. Like my sister has a three-legged cat that Hello. she actually 
I have one. Guy. Yeah, I just I just feel like they're like they're the cuddliest. I don't know, I know. if that's mm-hmm. wrong because we grew up. Um, we had a cat that was blind that had one eye. We had cats that were like missing. So it was a cat missing an eye. First of all, she said, "Oh, she's like, there's something wrong with the eye. I think I might have to remove it. Do you want this cat?" And I was like, "Mom, you know I want this cat, but I can't have this cat." <laughs> and then three days later, she's like, "Oh, I fixed the eye. It has two eyes." I was like, "Of course I don't want it now. Like you know that, <laughs> right? You ruined it." <laughs> I say that about Rita. She'll say, I'm at my max. I'm not yeah. taking another cat. And I say, until someone shows you a picture of a one-eyed yeah. three-legged cat who's about to be euthanized. Oh and then you are in your car no. speeding to get 20 cat. is my max. And when Mr. Dexter, Linda named him Dexter. Not he was D-E-X-T-R. on her deck. He was on her deck. So he's well, Dexter. When he showed up. He filled the space. So I have no space now. And I really don't want, I really don't want to stay at 20, but everybody knows like when they called me about Scooter and Missy, they're like, we know you had two die recently, so you've got space. So what am I supposed to say? No, you need to make a sign for your door and a voice message for your phone that says no vacancy. <laughs> yeah, no vacancy. Agreed. Well, and yeah. And the next cat that passes, do not post that on Facebook, honey. That's your mistake, because then yeah. all the rescues like call each other like they have this like you know, inter thing, inner, you know, messaging system. And <laughs> Rita's down one. Rita's Who's going to get her the next <laughs> cat? Quick. What have you got? Right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So where can people find you, Liz? I mean, do you are you back traveling, doing stand up or are you doing things online besides your podcast? I'm so both. So I'm, I'm doing, I have like a virtual monthly show. I do like a new material show called Doom Diner. So I have that coming up on April 11th. And then I'm slowly doing like half, like quarter to half capacity, socially distanced kind of shows. I have right. an outdoor show in Portland this weekend. It's going to be the first time I've headlined in a very wow. long time. I'm very scared. And that's like limited capacity, socially distanced and outside. Sure. And then I'll be in Philly and Minneapolis at the end of April. Again, I think Philly's half capacity. Minneapolis is like 36% capacity. Brooklyn, I'll do that's like 33%. It's like, it's like these limited capacities, which... I'm yeah. at this point, like I, I got the first vaccine. My parents got are getting the vaccine. I got like, mine just, today. Yeah, congrats. I just like I want I don't want to kill anybody's family. I don't want to hurt anybody. I'm like, it's this weird thing where like, I'm non-essential. And this is we're in dark, gross basements. Like I've spent my entire life in probably where <laughs> COVID breeds the most. Like it's so <laughs> weird to be like our spaces. And, and what I do is just not um conducive to this kind of lifestyle so we're i think all the clubs are doing their best to make it healthy and safe well i I know we appreciate that linda lost her her son-in-law who was uh, an employee of mine too to covid19 last july that's why my daughter moved back home with her four cats yeah Yeah. (laughs) he was 38 he died three days after his 38th birthday on his wife's 32nd birthday You can't make this stuff up. So we really appreciate the social distancing and people who really take it seriously um, because it's important. It's it's very important. But much as we want to see your comedy, we want to make sure we do it in a safe way. And if you you ever come down to the Charlotte area, there is a cat cafe in Charlotte. I haven't been. We have to run. Oh, we'll just food. take it. Rita's place is a cat cafe. I was about to say, I was, I was like, it's called Rita's place. No, right? True, true <laughs> story. Charge, she has this, true story. She has this lovely guest bedroom upstairs. Cause you know, she's single. She doesn't have kids. It's for guests. Lovely. Brand new bed, mattress, bought little cat lamps, decorated it. I won't sleep there. I come and visit her. I probably stayed in your house <laughs> four or five times. Now I sleep on the couch with cats. 
I don't want to be in that bedroom. I mean, it's lovely. Come up I appreciate come not up as too. much, not as much being on that couch. I'm covered. Aww. It's like sleeping in a cat cafe. It's heaven. Yes. No. I, I You know, I'm I like, really where's my sweetie pie? Oh, she's with Linda. <laughs> yeah, she she kind of divorced me for a minute there when I was getting some attention from her sweetie pie because that's, that's her baby, baby. And her baby was cheating on her with me. And yeah, it didn't go very well. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I know Liz has a lot of videos on YouTube. Go on YouTube and search Liz. Her last name is M-I-E-L-I-E. M-I-E-L-E. And your website is Liz, M-I-E-L-E dot com, correct? Yeah. So people can go to your website too. And do you have your schedule up there of where you're going to be and when you're going to be? You can see all my tour dates. I'm adding stuff every day. I have Good. two two out of three hours on my YouTube for free. You know, the books, the book yeah. is out. You can go That's, read. Okay, that was my past. next question. Yeah. It's out, out? Okay. okay. Yeah, it's out today. Okay. Ah! Okay, I am going to order it as soon as we're done here. Me too. Yeah. Sounds like it's right up my alley. And uh, we will make sure we include links when this podcast posts to your your website and also to the book on Amazon. And uh, I can't wait to read it. We'll we'll have to write a little review about it, how we can relate to this, because I know we can. I would love that. I'd be honored. I'm going to have people, I think, next week write reviews from their cat. Like I want cat perspective reviews. <laughs> I didn't agree with this. It hurt my feelings, but I think she did a great job. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes. I think I we talk might to my cats all the time. I read to my cats and we'll I have think to, we yeah. might have 31 cats that are willing to write that are willing to review your book. <laughs> yes. Yes. How many, how many pages of reviews would you like, sweetheart? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, and I have a confused chihuahua that probably thinks she's a cat. At least that's our assumption. Yes, so, you know, she can throw review. that in there too. Or she might just be really thrilled that someone is acknowledging the cats are a-holes because she doesn't always appreciate them <laughs> in her life. For years. How many times have you called me and started the sentence with my cat is a, and she'd really say the word mm-hmm. a-hole. My cat's an a-hole because they can yeah. be, but we love them. And we love that you've brought this to the forefront so we can talk about that and the difference between cat ladies and crazy cat ladies. We are all awesome cat ladies. I had the privilege of being called a rad cat lady by Maya Bialik. That thrilled me Ooh. to no end. Yes. Um, yes. So I know we have to wrap this up, but we would love to have you back. And seriously, yeah. if you're ever in the Charlotte area or Linda, she's close to Toledo. Mm-hmm. We definitely will want to come and see your stand-up routine. We will post your website, Liz, L-I-Z-M-I-E-L-E, Liz Mealy. I said that right? Um, And the book, Why Cats Are A-Holes. Thank you so much for coming to the show. And Linda, as always, my awesome co-host who adds a lot of humor to the show. Um, (laughs) (laughs) She does. Mark Winter for giving us the spot on Pet Life Radio and editing and producing our shows. I can't thank you enough. So what do we always say at the end of our shows? Linda? Every day is Catterday. Bye, everyone. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.